For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm going through like Reddit and blogs. Yeah. Is it too early to crown uh-huh. Amanda Nunez uh, the WNBA, WNBA, <laughs> WMMA GOAT? The GOAT? Or is that appropriate already at this point? I mean, I think at this point, I think it's fair to say. I mean, she's, yeah. she's be- beating all the big names like Rhonda, Misha, Holly. She's the first champion, male or female, to defend her title, two titles simultaneously. So that's a, you know, that's a big one. And her last two fights are pretty dominant. So I think, yeah. I think it's pretty fair to say that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that assessment. Yeah. yeah cause I, I, oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, no. I, I, I don't know if we started already. Yeah, yeah, started. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. um, yeah, no, I, uh, the only knock on her is that she, when she beat Rousey, when she beat uh, some of the other, like um, Tate. Tate and all them, um, they were towards the end of their careers. Now, she was fighting alongside them, obviously coming up a little bit, but, you know, they, they're in their prime and, you know, she didn't come across them, but she fought girls like Kat Zingano, then she got, she got smashed by Kat Zingano during that time. And then Kazangana got smashed by like Rousey and you know these other girls. So I I I could give her the because she's got a bunch of notches on her belt. Yeah, you can kind of give it to her, I guess. But you know she was there when the other girls were fighting too, and she wasn't doing you know that well during that time. She just kind of peaked towards their end of their careers. So I don't know. You can not to play devil's advocate. You know she was young in her career when she yeah. fought. Rhonda and, and those girls. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can, it, it's a double H, I mean, double H. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, honestly, the biggest thing, I, I wouldn't, the biggest notch on her belt would probably be Cyborg. It, it's it's, it's got to be, because Cyborg's still dangerous even now, as she was then. So, the fact that she beat Cyborg, I, I you can give it to her. I, I like, there's still an argument there, but I, I would give it to her too. See, I have have two theories and you guys got to consult and judge me on this because um, the first theory is, even though I'm half Filipino, so I'm definitely a Pacquiao head. Yeah. uh, But I love, like like with basketball, I love Yao Ming. My last name is Yao, but but fuck that. I'm a Shaq guy, right? I'm a a Shaquille O'Neal dude. So I I never bought a Yao Ming jersey. Fuck that because I'm a Shaq guy. Right. Now with Manny... Um, during the initial part of the hype, I was just like, oh, this is dope. As his career is on mm-hmm. his, you know, uh, evolving phase and ending phase, I look back somewhat like with Amanda Nunez that you guys are bringing up. Yeah. You know, Barrera was, was on his tail end. Yeah. You know, a lot of those cats were all, all on their tail ends, but at the same time, um, I think Manny and Amanda, though I don't think Manny is nowhere near the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I love his fighting style, but to me, right. it's... I, I mean, he's I love, had a little bit of a resurgence, you know, like uh, in his career. He's going to bounce back a little bit. Right. But for me, I, 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 I am just, because I'm 44, I'm an Ali head. Yeah. You know, my uncles were the ones like, look at that guy. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's an activist. He's like the most well-rounded dude. So yeah, he's, he's going to be... Yeah ethnically top five just because i'm half filipino but nowhere is he top three for me i mean filipino or not i could i would put him in the top five ish you know if you want because he's he's that good and his career has been that good so Mm -hmm. you know i mean i you can put him up there on your on your top list you know but even more so that he's filipino and you're filipino it it, it's just a level of like you know there's a connection there's a connection there that it's good to be proud of. I would say, you know, right? Also too, proud of the guy. You know, also too, like you know, Manny had his struggles, but you haven't seen the fighter go through the struggles and then kind of rise up, like like Manny. Yeah. Like he you lost a couple it, fights and he came back and yeah. You look at a Rousey gets knocked out. She, she disappears, vanishes. vanishes. You know yeah. what I mean? Man, Manny had a bad knockout. 
um, with Slipped. Eduardo Marquez. Yeah, he slapped him through the ropes. And he came back and look at him now. I mean, yeah. shoot. Did, did you guys – I still have that other point, but do you guys – it was so fascinating to me to watch um, mm-hmm. Triple G versus mm-hmm. Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Because when I saw him fight the first time, you know, the, it's brown people, we just connect, right? So yeah, I was yeah. talking to a bunch of like uh, two Mexican dudes and one Guatemalan dude, and they yeah. were like, dude, I don't know, dude. I love Triple G, but but I'm I'm Latin and dude, I love Canelo. So there were so many. I mean, that's based out of three, four people, but they were confused because they yeah. love both fighters, right? Did, yeah, did yeah. you guys ever experience that by cultural lineage oh, and fandom? Cultural you, lineage, right? Um, you know, like a crossover. Like I don't like know what it was. Yeah, like if a, like yeah, a Hispanic I mean, guy was fighting and like you know. The yeah, guy you really you know, love. I think in I deep, mean, yeah. I think for me, it was like, I was a big De La Real fan in his prime. Yeah. And uh, Julio Chavez guy. So I guess mm. in a way, I, I rooted for those guys. Yeah. But when, when it came to Triple G and Canelo, I've always been a big fan of Triple G. And I thought, I, even though I was me- I'm a Mexican, I still kind of leaned towards Triple G. A good example, I would say, in the UFC would probably be uh, Cain Velasquez. In okay. his prime, like when he was coming up a heavyweight and to just knocking guys out yeah. and just big, big guys, even bigger than him. Yeah. Um, that was, that, that, was, that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, Cause you don't see heavyweight no. Mexican fighters. And it's even nice to see a lot of guys in the lighter weight classes, like even guys that are half Mexican, like a Jeremy Stevens or like a Dominic Cruz. Those guys are like, they're, they got that Mexican blood in them. Or even, even a surprising one I learned not that long ago is Justin Gaethje. It's half Mexican. Sure. And, and it's, it, they don't look it. But when you see guys like that that are Mexican or full Mexican or half or whatever, but they have that, they have that connection there. Like Jeremy Stevens displays it proudly and all that. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool to see. No, yeah. You know? Like for, for me personally, like, like I kind of root for those guys just because Mexicans – in, in media, they're looked at as, you know, uh, as maids or, or housekeepers. Yeah, or those like, brown folks. The brown yeah, folks. the brown folks. But when you see them in, in the limelight and people are talking to them, you know, talking about them, yeah. it kind of makes you proud because you don't see people that look like me you know, like in, in Hollywood or, or, or whatnot. So, yeah, even, so, even so like – way, yeah, you, like I do cheer for them. Yeah, and I like to see a lot of our, our – you know, people like that, like where you don't expect – you don't – even when just based on their look, you don't, ex, you know, see it like a Jeremy Stevens or a Justin Gaethje or even like a referee like Mel, Mike Beltran. Big guy, you know, long, you know, long uh, braided uh, goatee. Dude. Doesn't really look Mexican. But when you talk to him, that guy's street he's Mexican. Long, as, he's as, a, he's as LA Mexican, you know, yeah. East LA-ish. You know I mean? I'm like, but the guy's so cool. And then it's, it's cool to see people like and connect with them in that way. So I guess, yeah, a little bit inside of you roots for, you know, for your, own. your culture yeah. a little bit. Sure. And during that, um, I guess it was Cesar Chavez senior versus De La Hoya. I was brainwashed to go for Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah. Because I think De La Hoya came into that fight as a heel. I think people hated him. He's a good looking kinda... dude and fucking yeah. he's drunk on pussy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so walking in, yeah, I do remember going for Cesar uh, Chavez. I think at the time it was like what ninety nine and oh or something stupid like that. Yeah, at the time, but but yeah, I do remember that fight. I do remember yeah. uh, cheering for Chavez. I was always a Chavez guy. Mm-hmm. Well, were you also a Chavez guy, Josh? Uh, a Chavez for man? that fight for that fight for that fight. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and I even got to see the guy uh, Julio Cesar Chavez one time um like in person and then uh oscar yeah i liked oscar back in the day too um it was just nice to see those guys you know making succeed, big names yeah. and and succeeding and dating hot chicks and all that stuff so it was, it was kind, of, kind of cool to see that yeah, yeah there, there was something to caesar chavez senior coming from nothing yeah where my bias came from right because it's it's such a rocky based story like when fighting you know you get punched in the face and it's just like yeah that is right it's more suitable than someone who is not that oscar was privileged Mm. but you know he had like he's a a mexican-american yeah yeah. he's a a pretty boy and all that and yeah 
it's, it's, and people always have you know stories of redemption so yeah. sure yeah. does that stand still stand the same for you guys for fighters i think so yeah 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 even guys that like you know can you know bounce back after adversity either inside or outside the the cage or the ring it's always you know those some make some of the most interesting people yeah. um that's why john jones is still around because he's just He's that good, but you know the guy's got his demons, and it's nice to see yeah. people kind of conquer their demons. and And it goes in just entertainment in general. You like a Robert Downey Jr. bounces back after being in court, you know, when he was young, and he's the biggest one of the biggest highest paid actors ever. So it's like, yeah, it's cool to see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the the one latest fight that I got confused on emotionally was Cody Garbrandt because because yeah. at first I was like I think we all crowned him like yeah this legend says kind of like our previous chat about Amanda and then it got to a point where he lost two in a row then I started feeling like shit for him I felt like yeah. bad and then now yeah. he wins again yeah. so it, it's really a multitude of emotions to where I was just like I dislike him, but I love his flash where he was like strutting and popping and locking mm -hmm. and pointing at Dominic Cruz, mm -hmm. which was masterful. Yeah. Um, what did you guys, how do you guys feel about him as a person or a, a fighter? You know, I felt the same way, almost like you, where I saw the guy, he looked like a complete douchebag, like those guys you see at a party and see all the girls. And yeah. So, but then like you kind of get to know his backstory and just the relationship with him and, and that boy. Um, made yeah. you for him and forget about that like makes you like want him to, to succeed but a lot of times like you said like, like you kind of label someone too fast and then they they kind of fall but it's it's not, it's not a bad thing I think, I think people fighters in there like be humble sometimes yeah. to come back and rise from the ashes and become even not only better humans but better fighters in, you know, in general yeah and I think uh, you know he, he did yeah he, he had that going for him with the kid and 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 you know bringing him to the octagon all the time with him and and so you almost forget about that but yeah he had a career where he was just knocking people out he had this uh, bravado where he was uh he seemed like a cocky just jerk and then yeah he loses a couple uh but then you know what i think changed him and I, you notice it uh nowadays he seems a lot more calmer and more at peace a little bit maybe because he did lose some but also i think because he's also a dad and then he just seems like a lot more happy, a lot more relaxed. More family. Just like, yeah, family more, I, I, think, I think family, I think him having his own family now has really calmed him down a lot, it seems like. It said it's his priorities yeah. you know, in order. Right? Yeah, I think his priorities are, in, you know, are, are different now. So he's not just that hungry, I want to kill everybody and knock everybody out anymore. And now it's like, this is a, this is a job and I need to succeed. for my family you now. Yeah. So. Right. And the, the crazy thing is, I, I could be absolutely incorrect and just a hater. <laughs> you know, it's because like maybe it took two, three really bad losses to humble yeah. his shit, you know? Yeah. I think that, that played a part too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely because, sure. I, you know, one may not be enough. Mm -hmm. One loss may not be enough. No, it's got to be two, right? right? To yeah, really two, feel three. the concrete mm -hmm. and go, yeah. I may not be an MMA god here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you could just chalk it up to a fluke. Oh, he caught me. It wasn't my night. You know, I had bad training, whatever. The weight cut didn't go well, something like that. But then you see him get knocked out by the same punches, yeah. two fights in a row. Yeah. And he had to realize, okay, I need to change something. I need to change something fast. But now he did bring up recently Dillashaw's positive test. And now mm. he can probably, he could probably, he did bring it up as a, as a factor. And, and, you know, I think down the road, he may look at it as a different fight if they were to meet again. So, I think the other fighter that he lost to also uh, tested hot. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the last two, three fighters that he lost yeah. to, yeah. They, they were all tested hot. So there, yeah. there is some legitimacy to that. Yeah. I feel. Um, like, like Michael Bisping, right? When he fought. Yeah, Bisping went through the same thing. Yeah. He, was, he, he, was, he was fighting a lot of guys on guys, juice. Yeah. Although with Bisping, he, it, it cost him his eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When because he, he went up against B, uh, Vitor when Vitor was like on the juice, juice stuff. Vitor, yeah. he was on TRT. Vitor. Exactly. It's interesting how like two, three promotions they just go. 
Yeah, Vitor. Yeah, yeah. 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 They just ignored that, you know, based yeah. out of him being Vitor. Because he's yeah, just exactly. exciting. He's a, he's been around for a long time. He's just and, in a lot of ways he was a poster child for TRT. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, because everybody was doing it, but he was it showed on him yeah. like his every like his aggression, his muscle, like it just he could have been taking the same amount, but on, for on him it just it shows that he's yeah. you know he's doing it. So right, yeah, he, it, he's just that guy. He's a he's an exciting guy. Do, do you guys find it at this point because? Let's just say the 2000s, you're defending MMA to, to the boxing fans. Like, no, you got to get into this. This is dope, dude. It's different. It's like basketball yeah. and volleyball or basketball and soccer. It's, it's different. Are you guys mm-hmm. finding, since you guys are, you know, uh, a relatively big um, podcasting duo, has it shifted to where boxing fans are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I can mess with that. I can mess yeah. with MMA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a changed. Lot more, a it's, lot. Changed. it's changed I think, a lot. I think yeah. over the years, I think that people are kind of compared it to, to pro wrestling. Yeah. You know, because if you remember back in the day, they always had the, the UFC DVDs right in the same area where the pro wrestling DVDs were. So anybody yeah. that saw a UFC DVD right next to WrestleMania kind of put those two uh, sporting Thing that, and into one box, uh-huh. yeah. So a lot. Of, so and then when, when you hear wrestling on on the broadcast, they automatically think of elbow drops. Or, it, and or it WWE. didn't help when like Brock and everybody was coming over too yeah. around that time. Did you say um, it didn't help? Well, in terms of separating the two, because like what he was saying, uh, we we always joked about it back in the day. Is that we you know at like the local uh, electronic store, you know, would always put the DVDs and the Blu-ray DVDs of the UFC. Right, right next to the WWE ones, and they would always get mixed up. So if anybody's you know going there shopping, they just they don't know they associate it with pro wrestling. And then during that time, Brock was coming into the WWE, the UFC. Yeah, and so it was even more so. Which at this point we don't mind. We like the connection because there is a connection. Yeah, uh, and anybody that says that pro wrestling, I mean that MMA doesn't stem from pro wrestling, is is kind of lying to themselves. Yeah, because there's always been a connection between. Uh, the two sports and here in the States and Japan. Um, but as far as like boxing heads being turned on to MMA more nowadays, it's definitely, I think they respect the sport a lot more. Um, it's covered more. It's covered a lot more. It's on ESPN. Um, Fox was like all over it too. And then the time I remember it being, uh, having to convince people about it was, the first initial like matchups and talks of Manny and Floyd. Mm. I remember during that time, it was so annoying because it was just Manny or Floyd. When are they going to do it? When are they? And it, this went on for years. Sure. Half and a then, decade at least. Yeah. And then during this time, UFC was just hot and I'm just tired. coming up. And that was for us where it was just like, like a, like a really a golden age of like, of uh, like a, a boom of the sport. And and I was, I was always upset and trying to tell people to like check out the sport because you're missing good fights. You're missing good athletes. You know, I wanted people to see Shogun and Noguera and Dan Henderson and all these other people of Rampage, Vanderlei, when they were like still who they were relevant. relevant. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted the masses to get to know these people before they, you know, got out of the sport because i think a lot because i think with with uh with boxing um i think now it's changed but with the hardcore mexican families who like the dads who are mm-hmm. you know gun home boxing and that's it because that's what they grew up on you know mexican families just watch boxing like when i was a kid growing up that's mm-hmm. all we watched was that's boxing. All I watched. yeah we had barbecues in the backyard and watched boxing so i think the first generation mexicans would it's still kind of hard to convince them to Trip the word to MMA. Yeah, they, they it's a lot easier now. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I think sometimes. It, sometimes it, yeah, it can be kind of hard. It's sometimes no, it still is. It still yeah, is, it still yeah. is. Yeah, so it's a challenge to convince your 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 older uncle or your dad to check First out the fight. Means, yeah, because they just, you know, they still think um, it's fake. Or like, is Hoist like, Gracie still fighting? Type yeah. of thing. Or like, you know, like no, yeah. it's like a lot's changed, man. Yeah, I don't know. They still have rules. They have rules yeah. Right. Well, I just remember uh, during the satellite radio days when they were starting to accept MMA. Yeah. There was another bump when 
Gina Carano, Ronda Ra- up to Ronda Rousey. Mm. That was like, oh no, another obstacle. It's like the Source Awards for hip hop heads and black people. Yeah, there's yeah. a fight going on. Shit, Chris Rock yeah. was like, dude, that sent us back ten years. Yeah, and and during that time, with with the females, did you guys experience an uptick of interest, or did you notice what I went through, where it's just like, well, girls are fighting now. So was that yeah. helpful or de- deterrent? I, th- I think at MMA? first, well, I think at first people were turned off a little bit. Um, I, both of us uh, enjoy the female fights. Yeah. I, I, oftentimes I always thought they were the more entertaining fights. Exactly. Um, like I love Jim Connor, who I think too. is still probably one of the hottest. Yeah, yeah. way more techno. And they, they went at it and they, because yeah. they felt like they, I think they had to prove, uh, you know, their worth in the sport. And we went to a lot of the early Invicta fights, and and those were just fun cards because yeah. the girls went at it. Every single fight on there, they went at it. Because I think the initial yeah. idea of girls fighting kind of like kind of pushed people away, but once they actually got the opportunity to watch these girls compete, yeah. you know, okay, there's something here. Like, yeah, if these girls are exciting, they can fight, and and a lot of times they're more exciting than the the male fighters in the card. Yeah. So I think I think the, you know the initial thought of them fighting kind of oh I don't know but once people got exposed to it people I, were on board. I thought it was a good thing when they started you know coming to the sport a lot more like but, after Gina because I thought it was it was just going to add more people you know uh, eyeballs to it more attention. Well, um, yeah, Josh and I were there when the UFC brought all those girls. Yeah, over from Strikeforce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah, we got to meet a lot of them before, like when they, a lot of them, when they just signed their contracts yeah. and all that. We have, there's Sarah a photo, Coffey. there's a photo of us and it, it's like Sarah McMahon's there and all that. And they just signed and it, we we're like Sarah in this Coffey. big group photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I always enjoyed the fights. I always enjoyed the female fights. I always loved watching them. I think uh, anything, any, when you got eyeballs and you got people, because uh, what you got to think of too is that little, like little girls that are training their their parents are there with them you know and then their uncles and their aunts and their cousins see that this little girl's training and what's this all about so it's just word of mouth and then the the family gets engulfed and like they're they're involved in the sport the extended family is involved in the sport mm-hmm. and it's just and then they start watching the fights and then the sport just grows and grows and grows so I think the future of the sport relies on a lot of the people that are in the gyms, the little kids that are in the gyms and the girls that are in the gyms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to be human conditioned scumbag, honest with you guys, it didn't hurt that you're watching Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey and both had super fine bodies. Oh yeah. So it was just like, for me, it was like, I was amazed at the technique, but before that, yeah. These chicks are fine as fuck, dude, yeah. and they're on the ground. Especially fighting that, go, yo, ooh, 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 oh, what's that? <laughs> and, and, right. And, yeah. and I, I, a lot of guys always, like, you always hear some of the guys, like GSP were, was one of the guys, uh, Brennan Schaub was one of the guys uh, that was talk, we talked about female yeah. fighting and in a negative way in terms of they didn't like to see pretty girls fight. But I, I, that's kind of like, I don't know, I didn't ever got that mindset because to me it's almost like it's even better when they're attractive yeah. <laughs> it's almost like seeing the halftime show with the with girls in lingerie playing football and it's yeah like, like you want to see but how it, girls are you know going at each other yeah and then it's just with with fighting it's like i don't know the fighting comes first the 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 looks come second and it doesn't hurt when they're attractive like yeah. i still think gina cron is probably the, the most attractive female fighter professional fighter that's been out there the mainstream ones i think i think by far I think she's a yeah yeah all face dude i mean body was great but face jesus christ dude yeah she just had the look she had yeah even now still and i don't know if you recall like i thought she was uh pulling a work when the cameras would go on her and then she'd bite her lip oh yeah yeah or Mm. stick her tongue to the left and like bite on it it's like Oh, she probably knew. She knew what she, she, knew what she was doing. <laughs> she knew, I don't know. Dude. She knew. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's like if she was around now. What if she was if she was like fighting now, I think she'd be one of the biggest stars. Easy. She would be one of the biggest stars. But I think I don't know. It's hard to say because the level of competition has risen. You got girls like Amanda Nunes and all that. Um, 
I still think she's Gina Carano's is still a even her at her time a top a top fighter now. So yeah. uh, because you look at Cyborg and then when it, her and Cyborg went at it and Cyborg looks still like a beast. So and now she's defending that baby Yoda. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on Mandalorian and all that. <laughs> right on yeah and and i feel um i I don't know if you guys will you guys need to check me again on this one i just felt like ronda and gina were too thin-skinned because after a defeat i mean let's give ronda credit for coming back at least another time after the defeat right you know after holly holmes and then you know she took on amanda nunez and (laughs) <laughs> that was yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. But with Gina Carano, right after Cyborg, it was like she was done. So, you know, and I think I think her father wanted her to leave. Yeah, her dad wanted her to kind of yeah. push her into acting. And, you're gonna uh, you're gonna rack it on that, huh? Her father. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I, I mean, I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I I would I would I would say that Gina probably has a little bit thicker of a skin than Ra- Rousey. Oh did yeah, for sure. Because I think so too. Gina experienced adversity. She experienced loss. She had more of that fighter mentality. Um, as well as an entertainer, she dabbled in both. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Rousey definitely athlete, at, you know, fighter mentality or at least athlete mentality. And then, but when she ex- finally experienced, she didn't. She didn't take loss the same. Like it really messed her up. And even though she did come back, we knew it wasn't going to really change anything because she didn't do anything to change anything. Mm-hmm. She didn't switch camps. She didn't, she stayed away from the media. It, all the, all the, the things you don't do. Yeah. And all the, all the things you hear about her camp, nothing was changing. I, I just, she needed to make the changes in order to succeed and she didn't. Um, and then she, but I think with Rousey, it, was, it was more mental than anything. And I think with MMA, it's, maybe like 80% mental. Yeah. And if, you're, you're, if your mind isn't in the game, it can be a dangerous game. Yeah. You can get burned quick. And we saw that with Rousey. Yeah. Would you say that's kind of like equal to like even a late 80s rapper not liking new rap? Because it's kind of like, dude, you never worked on your boxing game. You, you don't even yeah. know how to check a kick like even the tie style. Yeah. Just a simple yeah. leg yeah. check. No, you're right. And I think with anything, whether it be music, sports or fighting if you do involve with, with whatever you're doing then you can get left behind yeah and it's, you see all the time it's interesting with rapper yeah, well we can get into music but it's interesting to see how a lot of the older head hip-hop guys are transitioning and and into later in their life and later in their careers um some are just abandoning music and focusing on more business and producing and like it's just interesting to see some of those guys because it's, it's so much of it is bravado and so much flashiness and and that you know money and fame and and girls and all that but once you start to get older and once you start to have a family and then you're you're not as hot on you know your music's not as out there it's i think it starts to become real for a lot of guys and it's interesting to see interesting to see some of those guys transition but would i compare it to the same thing um I don't know. I think I think with fighting and it's different. You can do that with basketball. I think in those type of sports, like oh, the the guys in the seventies or eighties would not compete with the guys now, or this that's not basketball. They're yeah. they're they're too soft, or that's not football. It's too soft now. You could do that, but with fighting, I don't know if you could do that with fighting. I think it's it's we know that ten twenty five years ago, the athletes now will probably smash a lot of these little guys from even 10 years ago because it's just grown that much. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a Max Kellerman, I used to think it was Burke sugar who said this, but it was Max Kellerman, you know, um, a a, a high school phenom runner will smoke the fuck out of uh, Jesse Owens. Right. Yeah. Though sociologically, Jesse Owens, a black guy, in Germany, winning all those Olympic gold medals is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as for the evolution of the art, and you think running is just running, but no, there's, you know, the utilization of health and diet, nutrition and practice and different yeah. methodologies of strength and conditioning. Um, you, you know, something with, with like Rhonda, I still had faith in her before Amanda, if she made a change. Mm. Yeah. You know, like... Go to Greg Jackson. 
Yeah. You know, do something. Yeah. But, but I knew it was going to be that we, we knew it was going to be that way because she didn't do any of that. Yeah. She was, so I was like, we we're expecting to see the same she thing. She put her friendship with, 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 uh, with Edmund ahead of her, her career. I think that, that messed her up. Or maybe it's just being stubborn and, yeah. and, you know, people telling her that she needed to make a change and then her, not accepting wanted, it. Well, not she accepting it. They're criticizing her. Yeah. For that reason, she don't want to do it. Yeah. And, and I think a big thing about the human condition part is if she wasn't as, um, it's cool to be cocky, but you got to back it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like when Floyd goes, I am money, you respect me, but he's undefeated. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't a big personality yeah. fan of Floyd, but I respect yeah, the shit. It's hard to argue, yeah, exactly. You know, so, well, but yeah. with her, yeah. Coming up with those rules like, oh, you can interview me, but don't ask anything about MMA. It's like, bitch, yeah. that's what you're known yeah. for. Yeah, you're an MMA star. Yeah, exactly. It'd you be know, nice to see her compete still. Um, I think she absolutely she can w- and still be a big star and make a lot of money uh, if she made the changes, if she was willing to do it. But I think with she doesn't take loss well. She doesn't take embarrassment. She's very stubborn. And it just it shows. and. I don't think she will ever see her compete. Maybe not even in WWE anymore. Yeah. Again, I think she's done career-wise. She's burned that bridge, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a work. What do you think? People say it's a work. He's a big WWE guy right now, so I like more so than I am now. But people think it. I don't know. It could be a work. It could not. Yeah. Yeah, because she did talk a lot of trash about the fans. Yeah. I, I have a theory, but I want to hear yours first. About about her and the fans. Yeah. I think. I think, it, like, personally, me, like, I think it's a work. I think that she's saying those things, so when she comes back, there's a story to tell, and she comes back as a big heel, and, and there's a, there's a, maybe a, a, a renaissance for her. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think it's a work. I, I, I thought it was a shoot first. She yeah. was being honest. Thin skin, couldn't handle it, yeah. and played it out as a work. Yeah. In the end. But who knows, right? You know? Right. Um, but, but like when you see other wrestlers tweeting about it, then you know, okay, this, you know, someone's it's probably a, a work, yeah. Oh, so the majority of the wrestlers were thinking yeah. it was a work, period. Yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I mean, I'm not involved in WWE, but I was just yeah. obsessively researching that, it just felt like what I thought. But you guys right. are absolutely right, <laughs> you, you know. Um, like with any sport. Like this started with the Lakers where they grabbed this tall kid named Andrew Bynum, had terrible mm-hmm. knees, trained with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar so that he's, he flourished just based off potential. That bums me out with Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Dog, I thought he was dope, <laughs> dude. dude. He, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating to, to, to know how his story ended, you know? Right. Yeah, so much potential. Terrible knees. Yeah. Do, do you think – in today's fast learning tide, you could grab someone who's like 6'6", 220 without um, dieting. Yeah. So um, have them bounce over whatever to the Black Zillions, uh, Team Apple Mail, and then you can just make that kid a champion? I think so. I think it just takes, yeah. it takes the right person to do that mentally and, and physically and having this desire to become a champion. I think, I think you can. I think, I think um, there's some people that have that natural that ability, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that, that raw talent and they're just, you know, maybe they're super aggressive and they, they maybe they came from a, the, a, an aggressive environment and they just know how to throw hands and, or they, you know, they did some type of athletic endeavors like wrestling and they can get by in, in a lot of ways um but i think if you're looking to make them a champion um yeah it's the, not you, impossible you it's you you can take somebody with raw talent and make them play a champion but it's a i think there's a lot that goes into it a special kind of person the mentality mm. natural ability yeah yeah you can do it um maybe take somebody off the streets and put them up against a world champion without much training and just hope that raw talent goes along with now i don't think maybe maybe you get like a fluke punch something like that 
Yeah, so I mean, there's the exception, Francis Singano, right? I mean, yeah. that, he's a motherfucker of motherfuckers. He's a super athlete, yeah. yeah. But someone like us, who well, I'm, I'm five seven, so I assume you guys are like five ten to six feet. I wish I'm five four. Yeah, he's and a half. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're roughly in the in the, in the yeah. middle, right, of yeah. each other. Yeah. Like, would would that what Josh just said for both of you? Would that apply to someone at our height, let's say fighting at 155? Do you think that's possible? Or is that division and weight class way right. too common? Maybe, maybe 125. He'd probably have to go lower. 135, 125. Uh, uh, maybe a division that's not so so stacked. Mm. Well, even then, like, like some of these guys cut down a lot of weight. Yeah. So I've seen guys that we've met. Tony Reason. Yeah. You know, who's a big guy who I'm, I'm 5'11". He's my height, if not taller. He just seems bigger. Um, and so if it, someone like James or your, your height or size would probably go bed, do better on the lower weight classes, you know, like a 135, 145, and do succeed there, yeah, I think, a lot. Think so. yeah. How do you guys feel about um, weight cutting? Like recently, I think Jessica I was over – Almost two pounds. Two point, yeah, it seems like two no, point two five over. Um, yeah, like, do I feel like if it's they should stop it or if it's dangerous or or, or like I think one chair. It's so hard. It's easy to use one as an example, but yeah. there, there, with all due respect to Shatri Sidyatong and one, they've been doing a lot. Yeah, you know they're doing a lot, but yeah. uh, UFC is the league. Yeah, yeah. You know it's the yeah. league, league, and they're always like, will be. Exactly. Um, do you feel people should just start fighting on their natural weight, or is it exceptional? Some guys, to people? some people. I think, I think some people. Yeah, I think I think the individuals. I think the mentality of of fighters that that want to like be heavy come into a fight will always be there, and they think that that mentality of having the advantage of being heavy will always be there, and that's kind of hard to. To switch someone's, uh, yeah. you know, mind about that, but I think, I think as far as like just a guy, like this is her second fight in a row that she's missed weight, and there's three fighters on this card, on tonight's card who missed weight, so I think, I think fighters like maybe, Jessica I, I think Jose Aldo, maybe Kenny Sugura, if he was so fighting, I think mm -hmm. those guys, I think weight cutting should be, not in their agenda. I think they should just fight the natural weight class. Yeah. It depends on person to person because some people, the weight cut is just extreme. Some people take it to the extreme. Um, other guys are just refuse to cut weight and like to fight the bigger guys. But then at some point they run into those, you know, those brick walls and, and you know, they, they're forced to move down or yeah. up. Um, I, think, I think as long as you're, you're the person, you're monitoring your fighters and you're, that they're hydrated, that they're healthy – that there's enough time between competition and the weight cut, like the morning ones, the morning weight, the fact that they transition to morning uh, weight cuts uh, is better because you want as much time as you can. Because a lot of the deaths in like in the ring, boxing, not so much MMA, but in boxing, a lot of it has always been attributed to the weight cuts. Yeah. You know, like not so much the head punches. Yeah, it plays a part because it rattles the brain, but there's not a lot of fluid in there. To, you know bounce around with and so it's just they they brain damages yeah easier mm, because for, for me at this point i think the biggest solution is monetary <laughs> yeah um yeah. that's my half chinese side kicking in <laughs> with the numbers and shit yeah. Yeah. um I, i'm thinking you know what then you only earn 30 percent yeah so that's you better well, in terms of like if, if you miss weight yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, you, you have to be fined in some way. Um, and also, I think it, it, it hurts that fighter who misses weight anyway because they get fined and then they have that – they lack that confidence going in, I, I would think, because you're kind of embarrassed. You're, you, you depleted yourself as much as you could and you still couldn't make it. And then the other person you see really you're fighting has mm. made it easy, mm. is looking healthy, is looking good. You know, is going to get your some of your money too, and so it's it's got to be a mixed bag of emotions yeah, if you miss yeah. weight like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I I also feel that it's 
I'm, I'm sure we agree to this, that it's just unfair to the fighter who made weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's your job to make weight. And these people know ahead of time what weight class they're fighting in. So they should be professional enough to do everything the right way. And I think a lot of fighters don't even care. You know, if it's off by a couple of pounds, whatever, you know, they, they're, they're, it's relatively close. Well, guys just, are missing like five, six pounds over. Yeah, it, 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 it gets a, a little, it gets a little pro- of, of a problem. But most fighters, I would think, don't even care who they're fighting at, at what weight. You know, they're very prideful. They're yeah. very prideful. Like you take like a BJ Penn who would, you know, go and fight anybody and everybody, and weight didn't really matter to the guy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think it depends on the fighter. Yeah, you could take it personal. Yeah, that's interesting. You guys bring up BJ Penn. I, I, I was how much of it was uh, BJ Penn getting Imanari rolled, uh-huh. and then heel hooked. Mm. Uh, God, what's the name of the fire? Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall. Yeah. yeah, you know, got him right. How much of that is? Hey, you're the old guard. I'm the new guard of jiu-jitsu. Or how much of that is? BJ just doesn't have the fucking focus because he turned the wrong way. I think it's to both. escape the hill. It's 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 both plus. But what's the, the uh, percentage scale between both? Um, I'd say it's more the old guard. I think it's the old guard more. Yeah, I mean we've seen his his reflexes, his his attitude in fighting. I see we've seen it diminish. Yeah, a lot. Um. And then the focus, I think, has come, the lack of focus has come later on with him getting into bar fights. Yeah, it's always been a story. Him going through a divorce, uh, you know, all that stuff. Like, it, I think that's, that played a part in it, too. Mm-hmm. I would say 60-40. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> 60, right. 60 uh, old guard, old guard yeah. uh, losing to the new guard, um, young hunger kid. And then, you know, 40 with the focus, especially now, the focus. And I think also, too, with BJ, he always made the wrong career decisions. Like, I don't know why he went to 45. There's no reason for him to go to 45. And I didn't know why he went to 170 and fought those guys. I think 155 yeah. was his weight class, and he should have just said that. He should have just said that. He would have had a long, prosperous career, I think, at 155, yeah. 145 if he wanted Maybe. to. But not 170. But when he went to 170 and took those beatings, Later in his career, it's like it made no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that I, was I, just I, ego. I get the GSP super fight, like that was cool. Whatever, you know what I mean? The one off, why not? You know, it, it it was a great primetime show. The fight was hyped up. Mm-hmm. That that was a really that was a super fight. Um, but after that, okay, accept it. Go back down. But then he went back up. Fought Rory. Fought Nick. Fought like you know what I mean? So it's like, why? Why? There was no point in it. Yeah. You know, you're not. You're not in your early 20s anymore yeah exactly with fighting and watching um mma do you guys have a preference for a strike centric bout or do you prefer grappling or what's it, it depends it on depends the on the fighter i guess fight. yeah uh some guys when they go to the ground are just super exciting so i yeah. mean guys like tony ferguson uh guys like uh gary rodriguez is mm-hmm. exciting when he goes on his back but they're also got those both those same two fighters are exciting standing up. Yeah. Um, and or if you get like a Ben Askren versus Damian Maya, a, a combination of two grapplers, two yeah. different styles, that was that's entertaining too. Yeah. Some people don't like the ground; they think it's boring. You know, the crowd may boo sometimes, but I enjoy it, especially yeah. when it's a chess match. Yeah. I enjoy it. Me too. Yeah, I've always uh, referenced like Diego Sanchez versus Nick Diaz, which is a fine mix of jujitsu yeah. and stand MMA mm-hmm. boxing. Yeah. And I even Nick Diaz versus BJ Penn. There's a couple of times where they rolled around and that was yeah. a great fight. Oh great fight. man. It was amazing. And, and I, once in a while I'll show highlights of Carl prison that does really good. Like, no gi judo, you know, takedowns. Yeah. Those are so yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, because I hurt, injured my neck uh, in in jujitsu, yeah. I still marvel at a submission. I don't prefer the outcome to be a submission. I just seem it seems like uh, by nature it's um, more it's natural. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, it's exciting easier. to see. It's exciting to see when you see somebody that there's an opening for a submission, like even a you know a beginner like me or whatever mm-hmm. in in and jujitsu. I, I can tell when something's opening up and when when it's when it's not there. When a guy should go for it and he doesn't, or you know what I mean. It's it's exciting to see those. Positions. When a fighter comes from adversity, like as I said, we you know putting that last second triangle on Chael Sonnen. That was yeah. exciting. That was exciting. You know because. Yeah. He was getting his ass kicked yeah. for that, that whole fight. And now no, he pulls off a submission and wins the fight with yeah. seconds left on the clock. That's a brilliant point because if it was grappling versus grappling, that, that's exciting. But if you're getting your shit beat and then you submit the guy, mm. that's a, you're, you're virtually watching someone fail, yeah. getting yeah. smashed, and then yeah. Bloop, yeah. locked in the triangle. You know, that's a brilliant, that's an amazing, yeah, brilliant point. When? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah uh, cool. sorry, we yeah, got cool cut off there yeah. with the Wi-Fi signal. What was that last no, no, part? Okay. No, no we just agree with you. We, yeah, yeah, we just think that, yeah, we love the ground. Yeah. We love the, 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 the fights, especially mm-hmm. when it goes to the ground. And yeah. just the matchups sometimes are just exciting. So Yeah. You guys have time for five, five to ten more minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, are, are you... You mentioned Josh that you were training. Are you guys both training right now, or no, oh, no, no, no? I got <laughs> I got messed up knees. I'm more of just trying to like get my body in order. Um, I, I I think eventually there's you know there's a Carlson Gracie that opened up right here near me. Um, oh, that's perfect. An aggressive jujitsu style for someone with bad yeah, knees. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they do do boxing and 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 kickboxing there too. Because so we were because we were doing a. Our Muay Thai with uh, Hafia uh, Cordero's uh, school and MMA King oh, together. Did, we did that yeah. for a little bit. That was fun. Um, I did some jiu-jitsu uh, at college because yeah. we, we had a little club that was there. I did some jiu-jitsu there. Mm-hmm. I wrestled in high school, so. He wrestled in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we've always been somewhat kind of – he was athletic in, in his high school days, and, you know, I've always been kind of active in a way, uh, but – Training, training? No, I haven't done too much. I haven't. I want to. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, I think eventually I'll get there. I just have to work on it. And work, you know, time and work schedule, kind of. That too. Yeah, it's it's, when life takes over, right? When life yeah. takes over. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And that, that, <laughs> that even goes from like even just doing the podcast and all that. It's like it's uh, finding that finding that time from mm-hmm. like balancing family and work and and, and both our schedules. You know, if we could yeah. do it full time, that'd be great. But yeah. it's it's at this point, it's just like. You know, and then yeah, and then meeting up weekly. That's that's it's a it's you know it's a grind. It's a challenge. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's a love of the sport, and uh, that that makes us you know want to continue to do it after all these years. Yeah, we're going on five, five years. years. Yeah, next month I think or August I think it'll be five years. Yeah. That's awesome. With 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 the pandemic, and still when you guys last interviewed me. Yeah, the antibodies is still unclear. There's still, it's still no there. it's certified all... one way to test um, yeah. the vaccine. Uh, do you feel gra- jujitsu schools, especially since it's the most closest contact? Like with Muay Thai, you can still spar, right? You got headgear, yeah. nose guard. You can still spar and most likely not be further in distance, yeah. especially if you're a long range fighter and you don't tie up. Do you guys feel jujitsu is gonna make a good comeback? A comeback? Or is I think it, so. I think so I think it's gonna be gradual. There, there, there's guys like Mayhem Miller. I think it's a terrible example, but he's <laughs> doing like online jujitsu classes. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, Alberto Crane is also doing online jujitsu classes. So, yeah. but I think once everything gets as close to norm, to normality as as it can be, I think it's gonna be a a big pickup for jujitsu. Yeah, I think I think uh, hygiene. I think cleaning the mats. Um, you know, maybe even wearing uh, gloves. I don't. I don't know what they can really do. I think it's just spraying and 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 you know, washing everything, washing your hands, washing, making sure you're clean, hygienically clean, and the mats are are clean. I think eventually it'll bounce back. That's a tough. Yeah, it's a tough sport. Even. Even gyms. I mean, look at the gyms are opening up over here now. Um, you know, they're just asking people to wipe everything down and clean clean everything. They have like, I guess, wipes to wipe everything down, Clorox wipes. Um, you do what you can. I don't 
know if a, a vaccine or anything is going to pop up anytime soon. I think we're probably all going to probably catch it at some point anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure. I mean? um, but the NBA is coming back. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Orlando, dude. Hey, yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah. So I think, I think eventually once everything kind of settles down and people start to like open things back up and see that, you know, the, the death rate is not climbing and the hospitalizations are not climbing that we can all kind of calm down a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it's going to take a little, a little while. So first cool. Kobe dies and then the pandemic happens and then the riots happen. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy year. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're what? Uh, today is July 3rd, June 13th. Yeah. So we're almost like, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah we're at the six yeah. month mark now, yeah. you know, and yeah. Goddamn 2020, dude, is nuts. Yeah, yeah no, no, we got the elections coming up too, so it's not going to calm down. <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be one of those years uh, where years down the line, they're going to have like those Nat Geo documentaries on the year 2020. And how crazy that would be yeah. Yeah. for kids. A 30 30 on, on 2020, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's definitely going to be a, a 30 for 30 on 2020. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It um, on fire. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I took a shit ton of your time and uh, no, I appreciate no. this. I love it. Dude. We can talk all day. Dude. Yeah. Uh, what we'll do is um, let's talk for five more minutes after this. Yeah. But for right now, um, hit them up with uh, all your social media outlets or emails or websites or wherever yeah. they can get a hold of you and follow you. We go at pretty much everywhere at the MMA, the MMA complex. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what's What's the other? Facebook, yeah, YouTube. You guys want to have a YouTube? You guys have questions? You can always email us. Yeah, thenmycomplex at, uh, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Uh, we have to our YouTube page. Yeah, we have a blog. Um, at uh, the blogspot MMA MMA the MMA complex at blogspot.com. Um, yeah, just everywhere. It's pretty reach. simple. Pretty simple. You know. Sure. Uh, anyways, that's signing off. It's uh, Charles with Believe in the Fight Game and the MMA Complex guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the show. And please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories aside from iTunes, such as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V-E.com. And Believe Podcasts on social media. Now, if you want to get at me personally, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Plug12. That's P-L-U-G-O-N-E-T-W-O. Hit me up and I'll read your questions or maybe even have you on the show. Believe in the fight game. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.